welcome to MSP 1337. I'm your host, Chris Johnson, a show dedicated to cybersecurity challenges, solutions, a journey together, not alone. Hey, welcome everybody to another episode of MSP 1337. I'm joined this week by Dan Gilligan of Integra MSP. Dan, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Glad to be here. Yeah, I, I I love having people on that actually have heard one or more of the episodes because I think it helps with the flow of the show. Uh, you had you're also participating in the current CompTIA Cybersecurity Trustmark, which is kind of how uh, I found out that you listened to the show. But you said something when I asked you, like, what topic would you like to have be the topic for the show? And you said business email compromise. And I think this was about a week ago. Um, and while everybody listening knows that this show is largely unscripted, I could not stop thinking about <laughs> business email compromise. Like I literally woke up two nights ago, about three o'clock in the morning. And I was like, I was actually thinking about business email compromise, uh, not about necessarily being compromised, but the, just the overwhelming annoyance around trying to keep people safe and the way we go about doing it. And one of them would be like phishing simulation. So tell our audience why, maybe give us a little background on Dan and, and Tiger MSP, let the people know who you are. And then, and then let's, uh, let's jump right in. Like, tell tell us a story. Like why? I mean, we've talked about this on this show. Good grief. Five, six times now, not maybe titled business email compromise, but we've talked about phishing simulation and whether or not you should do it. We've talked about, um, you know, whether or not you need a firewall or if you're too small for a firewall and shoot, you can probably attest this. Remember when we had firewalls that were like, and it does mail filtering and you're like, awesome, right? (laughs) Like (laughs) that all went out the window when things like COVID happened because we no longer sat behind the one $3,000 firewall that did a great job of filtering mail before it got to Outlook, right? Exactly, exactly. Well, thanks. So, so Dan Gilligan, Integra MSP. We're we're an, an MSP out of Dallas, Texas, and um, yeah, business email compromise. It feels like that it's all I'm talking about lately. Um, when uh, when when talking to prospects or even existing clients, just to make because they ask me like, Dan, how can you how how are, how are you keeping us safe? Right. How how am I going to know that you know emails coming in are are safe and um and we don't have to worry about it? So so I'm going to go back a few years uh, where when we were using a different tool set than we're using now, we were using a. Uh, an email gateway filter. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was. Do you remember? So kind of like case in point. Sophos, WatchGuard, Calyptics. I mean, uh, you could rattle them up. Barracuda. Yeah. Barracuda. It was. I mean, great device. You install it in a rack, and um, we were we were using that, and then we went to the hosted solution. Sure. And um, which is a rack and, in someone else's room. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it's in the cloud, though. Um, right. Right. <laughs> a cloud yes um and then and then what we started to realize was the at the time the criminals were just they were really getting better um we had a client call us up one day and go i'm i'm expecting 
payment from a vendor and uh, it's about $19,000 and they said they sent it and I didn't get it. And, uh, and we were like, what are you talking about? And lo and behold, we finally found out that um, the vendor, uh, the vendor, the vendor was fooled into um, into believing that this bad actor was our client. And they essentially um, uh, they essentially were able to um, go in uh, create another domain name that looked very similar to our client and, uh, trick the vendor into sending, into sending monies. Um, does that count as business email compromise? Cause to me that says there's compromise, but <laughs> it is using it's circumventing by being somebody else, by being something so- else. So it does when you realize that uh, the same password for their email was being used for Facebook, and okay, and, and then uh, and then we did some some researching, and a few weeks before that, we realized that somebody did access their account so they access their account but instead of leveraging from being on the inside and just staying there they use that information to go create uh, a similar or almost identical environment to communicate with what they found probably in their inbox got it exactly exactly and and so that's when we we quickly realized that hey we're gonna need to uh we're gonna need to up our game. This is just not, it's just not cutting it anymore. Right. Um, so we I mean, went I was on... only 20 grand. I mean, not that that's a small right. number, but I mean, we've seen six figures and and millions of dollars get exchanged and be like, what do you mean you can't get my money back? Right, exactly. So, so we kind of took that as, as we need to figure this out now before it gets any worse. And obviously sure. the criminals are able to get past this firewall and, and so we went out on the hunt and found some better tools that use AI. Um, the one that we finally landed on, if you're okay with me saying the name of uh, it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Is a, is a software called Avanon, and, okay. which does a really, really good job of uh, actually looking through the email, looking to see where the email's coming from, looking for uh, verbiage that's in the email to figure out if it's, if it's a phishing attempt or if the language is broken um how long ago did you land on this as upping your game because i mean we've seen email compromise all the way back to the nigerian prince that started out as faxing back (laughs) in the day right like i will give you x amount of dollars but first i need to know your bank account so i can put money in and then it's like hey how come there's no money in that account yeah so we made we decided to make this switch over um we decided to make this switch over in 2021 Okay, so we we're, we're going on two years, and one would argue yep. that around 2018, 2019, we started to see a huge shift in the way in which email specifically was being compromised, to, mm-hmm. to your point about business email compromise. Uh, and then even as e- each month that goes by, I think, or every day that goes by even, uh, that gets even more so. And, and you mentioned something, uh, Avanon and others, right? The the word AI. And and I, I find that somewhat comical <laughs> today because yeah. we're so wrapped around the axle when someone starts talking about AI, like 
And it, we're using the AI and it's like, well, how long have many of the products that are out there actually been using AI? And it's a feature set of a product that you're buying into, not the product itself, which I think is almost comical. We're like, yeah, well, when you search uh, Bing <laughs> as an example, it's now using, you know, AI in there. And it's like, well, what is AI? And, and I just bring it up because I think um, AI is very valuable right and sometimes we forget how valuable it is and so when someone says well we've said no to ai in our company it's like well maybe <laughs> ai being created out of thin air as an app that becomes skynet isn't the best practice for the guy that's working out of the cubicle in the corner with no lights on right. but you know the bottom line is we're using ai in fact to some extent the more ai that gets used in scenarios like this the better because i'd rather have a false positive from an AI going, yeah, this is bad than having no okay. AI and it just gets through. I, so uh, the, yeah. And I feel like the biggest benefit with, with AI when it comes to these situations is the AI is a, okay. So we're all going at a million miles an hour these days. For sure. Everybody, everybody is, is, is just going way too fast. Check my anyway. email at the stoplight. If I can't click yeah. on the link at the stoplight, then obviously Literally. I had to scroll and that's not fair. Right. <laughs> exactly and the guy the guy beeped at me because the car started moving in front of me right so give me just give me a break i have to yeah. click this link um yeah. for twenty thousand so dollars i they said i want it um, that's right that's right <laughs> uh so so i think that's where ai really plays a huge role here it's able to look at those emails and and at least this package this is the one we landed on it's able to uh move them into a quarantine if it thinks it's sure. a phishing email allow you to release it so that way it gives you it allows you to pause so that way it 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 doesn't deliver every single yeah possible phishing email to you but it allows you to just take pause and go hmm is this really legit now and by the way emails never emergency i mean no. it's the like it's like the second <laughs> slowest thing after it i mean it to some extent it's it's slower than a fax machine like let's be honest like if the if the phone starts ringing for a fax you know you have a fax coming in you have no way of knowing until an email shows up that you have an email this is true it's not just sitting out there like waiting for the landing pattern to change so it can get into your inbox right 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 so so my big concern was in in doing this, uh, the biggest concern uh, really to give it to all of our clients and to push. The, I realized we need to push this out to all our clients. Sure. And 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 then, um, but it was more expensive. So it was like, okay, so how do we? How do well, we? Well, let's rewind for a second before you landed on Avanon, yeah, or whatever AI product it might be. What were you doing before? The so before we did the Avanon filtering, we were doing the Barracuda. Sure, or yeah. So fill in the blank. But like, yeah. So anybody listening, we're we're not talking about who is good at what they do or not good at because we were talking about a different time, different product, different services. But I guess my question was, to some extent, it wasn't just Barracuda didn't do it anymore or didn't cut it anymore. Our ecosystem drastically changed because when we came out of COVID. It doesn't matter how great your Barracuda box was. It sat in a place that your users were no longer sitting behind. Yeah. So we were also looking for something that could integrate with Microsoft Office. Okay. And we felt like that if we could integrate with Microsoft Office and and 
and have this system look at the actual emails and and look at more than just patterns, um, look at more than uh, say uh, a typical uh, action that happens when there's a business email compromise sure. is someone will gain access into your mailbox. They will create rules. So they could just log into your email, capture right. your contacts. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, not having MFA is, is your classic. Uh, they could log in from anywhere sure. on the planet. Um, yeah. Which I guess <laughs> uh, that's not even MFA. I mean, you could at least put some geofencing in there and be like, no, nope, logging in from the Philippines and then logging in from yeah. Iceland is not going to be allowed anymore. <laughs> Exactly. Well, so let me ask you a question. Is this really any different than the evolution of we have antivirus and, you know, go back 10 years and we're like, man, make sure that there's antivirus on the computer so that we catch malware. And today it's like next gen AV was kind of that natural progression to we need to do more than just have the heuristic or, or you know, uh, pattern based uh, database. It's like, well, this matches the pattern. So we're going to say, you know, put to quarantine. Uh, or this has an attachment that we've said no if it has extensions like .exe or .dll. I mean, what you're describing is, in some respects, in a different category, the same natural progression of uh, it's not that one stopped being of value. It's that Absolutely. you no longer can do just that anymore. Exactly. No, a hundred percent. I mean, during the the time and place, like for instance, I don't think I don't think Avanon is the be all end all at all. Sure. Well, one of the other things that we decided to add was um, a managed detection and response system that actually monitors for email activity, like impossible uh, travel and, and invalid logins in other countries, because we quickly realized that even though we had this new fancy anti spam or you know any phishing tool that sure. that still didn't matter and right and it's like how quickly can we, how quickly is this evolving we need more than just us we can't do it on our own we need to bring in a um, help and not just help but help that can uh monitor it 24 by 7. Um, sure so you're kind of describing sock and lots of things that might yep. go with that and, and maybe yeah. sock with a scalpel right so sock sort of tied to this really mdr type model uh it's interesting you 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 bring up sort of this shift one of the things that comes to mind for me is especially for msps and i actually had this conversation earlier today with ron color who works at comptia uh in another division of our he he Another another space in CompTIA, but back in the day, uh, he and I volunteered together quite a bit. So we we tend to get on calls and and talk about the 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 history. And and one of the things that we were talking about is the the necessity to do things um, for lack of a better word different than we have. Right. So uh, you know you talked about the the natural progression of of needing to do things uh, sort of cascading of of adding one to the next and. You know, talk to me more about that, because I think one of the things that I always hear, and, and this is the MSP debacle, is like, well, if we are adding in things like MDR, so like we'll just say like maybe it's a third party that it's, well, I'll just say CrowdStrike as an example. You could use CrowdStrike, CrowdStrike uh, directly with their MDR and their stock services, or you could maybe you're using someone like Red Canary, who is providing you CrowdStrike, but now you have this like extensive sock ecosystem and the reason why i bring these up as examples is like the fear factor that you hear from a lot of msps of like well i don't want to use third party because they're going to take all my clients oh my gosh no <laughs> but you've heard it i know you've heard i it. know like, yeah yeah 
yeah. So, so, so the copier we, guys are going to take all my clients. The the VoIP guys are going to take all my clients. We, I mean, we've all heard that. Like, so now MSPs are experts on everything, right? Right. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, I I don't know if that ever. I don't know if that did cross my mind as far as them thinking. You know, it probably did. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I I had to come to the conclusion that I need to sleep at night and. Sure. And, and you and, weren't going to hire 20 people to make that happen because that would yeah. be financially, you know, financial suicide for an MSP. That's probably less than 20 <laughs> employees at this point. Like, hey, I want to hire 20 people just to be managing my MDR. It's so cool, right? Yeah. <laughs> what are yeah, you doing I mean, this week? Well, we're going to stand up a sock in our, you know, basement because we don't have one yet. <laughs> and so that's where we're going to start. And it's going to evolve out of that, just like uh, our MSP evolved out of a garage. Exactly. Exactly. Saying yours did, but I know mine basically evolved out of a garage when we started. My evolved out of the second bedroom of our apartment. So I mean, yeah, it was a side side room. That's right. It it was (laughs) and it was a side hustle too, right? Because in many cases, when we decided to start our MSPs, it was because we either felt we could do something better than the place we were at, or we'd been in corporate long enough, and we're like, I could be providing way better IT services to the organization I'm working for. If I wasn't stuck in the bureaucracy of being an employee here, you know, there's a great book called The E Myth Revisited. That... Yeah, Michael Gerber. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes, exactly. Great book. Um, yeah. So, so that that's really what it boiled down to was I needed to know I needed to be able to sleep at night, and I just felt like I felt like if there was going to be a, every business email compromise or anything that was coming up was usually coming up at three two in the morning, right? And we would find out about it at seven thirty eight when you yeah. got into the office, and they're right. done by that yeah. time. They're they're all finished. Everything's great. <laughs> so. And we've seen in the ransomware space or in the world of threat actors compromising, you know, endpoints, whether they got on and uh, through a link and they got on the local system and then they piggyback to somewhere else. I mean, uh, there's so many different ways that were exploited today that I couldn't even begin to list them. If I did it in rapid fire for 30 minutes, we probably wouldn't get through <laughs> half of them. Um, I think I was telling you before I sat through uh, Black Hills uh, had a YouTube video on using uh, Graphis uh, to, to look at how things can be exploited and, and how easy uh, some of those things were if an environment isn't truly locked down. So so back to the uh, email compromise piece. Um, and that was why I brought up Black Hills because they had the yeah. it was very focused on, you know, compromising inboxes and users and standing up OUs to make it, you know, basically hide in plain sight. So do you sleep? I don't want to say, well, do you sleep better at night today having put some of these things in place? I do. I do. So what got us to do, so what got us to do the MDR was an an actual business email compromise at a a client of ours. We had what we, you know, it, it, so what had happened was we, we got a phone call from a client saying that I need to release this quarantine. Yeah. And and we're like, you don't you don't want to release that because we we could see on the back end that it was it was not good. Um, and they were like, no, it it's it's a bid. We need to release it. And we're like, no, you don't want to release that. And they they said, okay, that's that's cool. We won't release it. Well, about two hours later, we see all these emails going out, and what had ultimately happened is the, they released it, they clicked it, and even though they have MFA, it was a website they stood up to capture the the MFA token. The token, 
they logged in to their Office 365 tenant, put a put a uh, a file in their OneDrive and sh and Jeez. sent that file out um, from their own OneDrive, and that's when we realized that this is just this is just crazy. We need to have something else in place, and that the MDR was the thing that really helped out the most and kind of was the cherry on top. That's just crazy. I mean, no, I, I think, I think your story, um, I'd, I'd love to have your client believe that they were unique in this, that, you know, like they were special. <laughs> this happened to them. It will never happen to anybody else. You, you proved the point. You're like, we really don't need to put any real additional defenses in here. Just don't just follow our directions next time. And this won't happen. Right. Like, and, and the reality is we know session scraping, quite honestly, isn't that complicated. I mean, we've even seen recently where uh, Google and I'm sure others have been under scrutiny. Anybody that has a search engine where you can pay, basically pay to be ranked higher, to be an advertisement in the right-hand side that might be associated with what I'm searching. Like uh, I saw one recently that was for H&R Block. If you clicked on the fake one, it actually did the, remember the old school pop-up that's like, You've been ransomed. Call this number, Microsoft support type thing to fix your computer, blah, blah, blah. And really oh, yeah. all it was was a a browser in, in full full screen mode. Yeah. That is just restart you, your computer. Right. Actually, if you restart <laughs> your computer, you're just fine, right? Like uh unfortunately <laughs> with those though, if you do restart, it often leaves no trail. So that pop-up doesn't have a it doesn't show up in your history. So some of those are a little bit like it would have been nice if they would have just, you know unplug the network cable and got somebody in there to actually look at what's going on. But yeah, some people panic, but, but along those lines though, um, you know, we're, we're seeing that this is becoming a larger and larger problem. What do you think about like, what's the approach from an education standpoint? Cause the reality is, you know, we talked about some of the different products that you put in place to help you do a better job, to help you sleep at night, to help ensure that your clients have maybe less, um, less to have bump, less bombardments, if you will, uh, coming yeah. at them. Um, but I feel like that's just the beginning, like the, the tools and the, all the things that we can do in the digital ether are, are just like, that's like the smallest piece of it actually is. solving this problem. If yeah, we could no, solve it, it. So, so I, I, I actually like the idea of security awareness training. Um, sure. I, I know that I, the phishing attempts, I think, I think they're they have the they have a place, um, but I'm more of a fan of the the security awareness trainings and and making sure that people are going through those because I, and and also we always we I always tell all of our clients I don't mind you sending me an email and asking me if something is fishy. I right. mean, I would I would answer. I don't care if you forward the email. No, go ahead, go right, right. ahead. Um, but well, please really tell me think... that you think it's bad before you like, because I might click on the link. I'm just saying. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's not. I, mean, I, I want the Amazon gift card. Yeah, my friend, my friend off is not asking for an invite off of LinkedIn. I I swear. <laughs> right. Okay. So so you you bring up sort of um, delicately uh, training skills and awareness training. I I believe this is an area that we could go down some rabbit holes because I think right. one of the things that we don't see enough of is especially in skills training, like how do I, how do I validate that you are a watch guard firewall 
certified or you're which which we could go into for a whole nother show but but on the skills and awareness training uh security awareness training specifically for like end users i i think i will i will concede that phishing simulations are important but i think phishing simulations without preempted training where yes we go through and show them examples of what a malicious email looks like uh, I don't know how many times, and and I think I gave you this example before the show of what I experienced with with my wife, who now works for another MSP, going through her uh, mm-hmm. security awareness training, and it was interesting because I listened to her, you know, complain on the other side of the wall of like, how many of these stupid, you know, blah blah blah, fill in the blank, and she's looking at them and I'm like, I went and looked at some of them with her, and I'm like, wow, some of these are like really good, and and I'm not sure that the actual phishing email is helping you make better decisions because right. you didn't get enough on the front end of like, what are you supposed to be looking for? Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I did find out she had gotten enough of that too. So when she did get a real one, uh, it was interesting because the only reason we thought it was fake is it just had something uh, like spidey senses telling you that this is wrong. Right. Um but I which, think that which gets, tells me that it, that that tells me that the the training worked. The training worked. Yeah. So so I and I would agree with that. And so what I think we don't do enough of is after we've done some of that training, before we send sample emails or before we do any phishing, I think it needs to be especially like team environment, whether you're doing it via Zoom or in breakout rooms, is to just grab eight or ten emails that you know have been part of yeah. actual. Uh, compromise and just ask people to look at this and tell you what's wrong with it. Cause I think when you do that in a non like pushing the button would mean that you scored lower and not clicking on the button means you scored lower because you didn't report it. And you're just like, I just wanted this out of my life. Right. I just wanted to go away. <laughs> I just wanted to go away. And I'll be the first to tell you that if I see that it's a no before, and I see the pattern, I- I'll go create mm-hmm. a rule and outlook. So I never have to see those simulations again. And my <laughs> score, my, my credit score, if you will, for how well I'm doing on my, you know, reporting things that are, that are phishing attempts, not very high. Cause I get well, hundreds of emails and that's just one more email that I, I got I got to say, I think that's the biggest problem. And I'm not going to, I think that's the biggest problem with phishing, e- phishing emails that are sent out is you're that already bombarded with email anyway. You're, you're bombarded with email and, and you start to learn what they are. And then once you know, you, you're, yeah. it's, it's done. You become it's desensitized really to something that yeah. you shouldn't be because when you do get that bad email, yeah. uh, it's bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like there's no good phishing simulator or, or there's no good uh actual phishing email right like i think you know of, yeah <laughs> if you want, I, let me know because i'll send those out yeah so and i i and the other reason for this the, the training or the training and, and helping users understand what it is they need to look for hover over a link does is the link correct is the link sending them to a place that is actually legitimate um is Would the that, actual vendor ever send you an email to go to someplace with a link? Right. That's one I always like. Google does it a mm-hmm. lot, right? Like, click on this to learn more about how we're going to change how you do two-factor authentication. You're like, oh, maybe I shouldn't. Yeah. Uh, well. So, and, yeah, we've got a few minutes left. Um, you talked me through some some tools and then obviously really emphasize, you know, the skills and awareness training as you're looking towards, you know, wrapping up 2023 
and and looking at you know I don't want to say forecasting the the 2024 outlook, but are there tools or uh, other types of education that you envision uh, Integra MSP doing both internally and with their clients that you're not doing today? Yeah, so what we're going to start doing is I don't think we're going to really utilize tools per se. Um, we're going to start, yeah, I, and, and not that there's anything wrong with that. No, but we I've been called worse. <laughs> we are going to, or we're going to start doing more um, YouTube videos and putting just training uh, that we're going to do on our own. We're going to actually pick live emails out of our spam filters and use either uh some sometimes we'll do direct uh training or in other times we'll just do very generalized training on youtube or linkedin i feel like it'll be much more original i feel like people would probably look at it and watch it more yeah um then your typical oh here's your monthly training go ahead and take it why should you keep a clean desk oh gosh i don't want to deal with this <laughs> yeah it's it, it timings everything right with those types of uh training like if it's not if i don't see value in it what i really should be doing as that individual you're sending it to is i should be vocal i should be vocal back to you and say hey I don't find value in this video and ask me to explain why I don't find value because if I don't find value in it, someone else doesn't find value in it and someone else isn't watching it or paying attention to it. So if we don't fix that, because generally speaking, it's not the employee just being, you know, deviant, like, well, why are they wasting my time? I've got my project to complete or my reports to get in. Uh, it's, it's a genuine uh, overload of, those types of videos that in many cases are, I don't want to say uh, make-believe, so make-believe that you know right. it's not going to happen. But uh, I actually was at a an event last week, I guess it's been a couple weeks in Florida for ACP, which is the, the association of, I uh, can't even remember what it stands <laughs> for. It's, it, oh, I, maybe I've had a little bit of conference <laughs> overload. But the guy got up yeah. and spoke about um, doing tabletop exercises, and he said the number one thing you have to do is make sure that everybody that's participating knows that it's an exercise. And I think that's one of the things I'm challenged with when you send somebody a phishing email is that's not an exercise in the same way, right? Like you're sending it not because you want to trip them up, but you're hoping that they're going to recognize that it's quote malicious even if it's not really malicious and report it right or or make a good decision that involves not clicking on the link in the email and getting the you failed please see your it director right right um, that that's the one that, and i guess that was my point that's what bothers me about phishing emails is if we wouldn't do a tabletop exercise without telling you that it's an exercise We've got to be careful when we send out phishing simulations because what if they click on it and it's a simulation and they believe it to have been true? Now, now they're really upset at themselves because now they're like, well, what if this would have been real? Yeah. And we've 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 received some replies to our phishing emails where they're like, I don't think that this was I don't think this was appropriate or, you know, sure. when I clicked on this and you can tell and then we'll we'll contact them and, and walk through it and 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 let them know what happened and what it was and and 
it's how to do better right like you know i think the quicker the quicker you (laughs) respond to them is probably even better right when you know they've clicked on it get them get them out of the shame space too yeah Uh, what made you click on it what made you think that it was okay like you know help them through like just so you know as many of these as I've sent out, I've clicked on as well. So, oh yeah, and I and I tell them that it's like the the, the one that always gets me in our own fishing simulations is the LinkedIn. You know, somebody wants to be your friend on LinkedIn. Oh, who is this person? I think I know him. Oh, great. Yeah, I, I have I, I've created this rule. <laughs> uh, I have a rule on LinkedIn. If, if someone asks to connect and I have zero associated connections, that's red flag one. Right. And then if I go look at their profile <laughs> and there's just not a lot of uh, meat to the profile and not a lot of like there's been no posts uh, or the posts seem awfully generic, like they're not being by like it's not really a person posting this stuff. Uh, I'm, I tend to be a, a hard no, but we all know and LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, any of those where someone wants to follow you or is requesting to connect We all have that endorphin that kicks in and says, somebody likes me. I should say yes to this, Mm -hmm. which is kind of what fishing simulations are too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. (laughs) Well, Dan, you've given me a lot to think about. Um, I'm going to just stop using email altogether. And if uh, you don't hear from me, that means my pigeon in route was, you know, taken (laughs) out by another larger animal. So uh, for those of you listening, This has been an episode of MSP 1337. Thanks and have a great week.